Hey, pack people. Remember, you can show your support by sponsoring one of our interviews with the animal welfare community. Please contact us through www.packpeople.com to find out how your sponsorship can help us continue our work on behalf of animals and the people who care about them. Pack People welcomes Dog Gone Safe. Interview with Teresa Lewin, May 5th, 2012. Everybody, Rafino Kabang here, and welcome to Pack People. And once again, our ongoing series of interviews with the people and organizations that make animal welfare a priority. Today, we have a, a distinct pleasure of welcoming an organization and a person that uh, places a high importance on the animal-human bond that we all treasure here very well. And this is for Dog Gone Safe www.doggonesafe.com. We'll print that out on our website so you can find it easily. Uh, we're welcoming Teresa Lewin, the Vice President of Doggone Safe. And this is an organization that has offices in Canada and in the U.S., but is represented worldwide, all over the world, providing the public with resources, guidance, and information uh, to help prevent dog bites ensuring child safety around dogs, and providing support for dog bite victims. So, Teresa, Thank you so much for joining us today. Thank you for having me. I'm really excited. Great. We are, too. And we're excited to learn about uh, how and when your adventure, your personal adventure with this cause began. Well, it's a really long story. (laughs) There's a shorter version, but if you've got time, I'd love to tell you the real story. Why don't you tell us what what happened, and that that might uh, enlighten some people out there. Well, I've never actually... um, told the story, so I'm, sh- I'm going to share it with you and okay. your listeners. Okay, Great. well, <laughs> I, I, I guess like many years ago, back in the late 80s and 90s, um, I worked with dogs that had severe emotional issues, oh. and I like to say emotional issues because it is emotional, yes. um, whether the dog is angry or fearful or, or sad, um, I just like to refer to it as emotional issues, and that's, that's what I did. Um, I basically grew up in that environment as my father trained um, and bred German Shepherd dogs oh. to work in farms for herding purposes. Who would have thought it would be such a fad today? Yeah. Anyway, um, as I said, most of the dogs had severe emotional issues, and some of these dogs had bitten a child or, or sometimes an adult. Um, so I would only see people in my space that had emotional issues and, and themselves and with their dog. Um, and basically because my private practice was devoted to behavioral problems in, in canine. Uh-huh. Um, so my dilemma soon came to be, um, how do I reach out to people in community that don't share space with dogs? Right. How do you do that? I mean, it, it, you know, people aren't apt to walk into a dog training school or, or an animal behavior consultant. They're not apt to reach out to those kind of people if they don't have a dog. Yeah. And, and my thing was, how do I reach out to, to the community on a whole? Because most of the children that are being bitten by the dogs I'm seeing don't own a dog. Right. They don't share space with the dog in their home. They have no familiarity with that. Mm-mm. No. And it was a dilemma for me. It was a dilemma, and it haunted me yeah. uh, for a long time. 
um, I, I had met with Joan Orr, who was a student of mine at the time. She's very keen, and she, we shared common interest in safety and safety with children and dog behavior. I, we were both crazy about dog behavior. Mm-hmm. Um, and, and at that time, not only did I... A big part of my practice was devoted to dogs with emotional issues, but you know, I also competed in sports with my dogs in obedience and tracking and search and rescue, which is near and dear to my heart. Yeah. Um, but anyway, so I, I had explained to Joan what my dilemma was. And so the two of us decided to um, devote the rest of our lives to finding a way to reach out to the general population. Mm. Um you know, with respect to how to how to be safe around dogs, um, and so that journey took us into schools, which you know, with children, and and we took our dogs along with us in the beginning. <laughs> it's uh-huh. a long story, um, but we soon we soon learned that um, our dogs were practicing some of the behaviors that we were telling the children to beware of. <laughs> yeah. I mean, our dogs were very well-conditioned, well-trained dogs, but still, you know, an hour is a long time for a dog to to sit in a classroom with a bunch of strange children, (laughs) never mind the fact, yeah, 90 pairs of little hands going over them at the end of the presentation. Right, it's, it's, yeah, it causes anxiety there a little bit. Well, yeah, And, and it's funny how sometimes, as a dog lover myself and all things aside, I think sometimes we we um, assume that our dogs are good with these kind of things. Right. But in fact, they can get a little stressed out right. with strange company. Um, and I'll give them that. And uh, so um, at that point, Joan and I, you know, figured out, well, geez, you know, we can't be taking our dogs into schools yeah. like this. Um, so we then decided that, hey, you know, maybe what we need to do is take in photos. And that whole idea, that whole idea just flourished. And the next thing I know, um, which started out as a little idea, and, and we just wanted to have fun in the classroom with the kids too. Mm-hmm. We really did. I, mean, I don't know, maybe Joan and I just haven't grown up yet, I'm not sure. But, <laughs> you know, our love of dogs and, and children, uh, it, it's just something else. So, yeah, we you know, we wanted to have more fun and a crazy little idea just turned into creating a board game for children called Dog on Crazy. And in that board game, um, which our children helped us to produce and create, um, we had all of these photos. Here's the neat thing about these photos. They're not random. Uh They're not random. The most beautiful concept um, about all our work with Dog on Safe and, 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 and Dog on Crazy and producing the board game all of our programs are, are, are photos of real-time, raw dog communication mm. happening at that moment, at that time, in a specific context. It's the real thing. Yeah. And, um, it, you know, that piece of knowledge is really, really important for people to understand and appreciate. Um, this way, we're, we're, you know, we're absolutely certain we're we're absolutely convinced that the information that we're, we're we're sending out to the community is real, right? Is the truth, and I think that's important. 
And anyway, just in, in creating this board game and going into the classrooms, our dream was being realized. Um, and more and more and more, the, the, the whole concept and the idea just grew and flourished. And it's all based, basically, on learning how to speak dog. Right. And that, that's the most important thing. Um, we, we literally wore cameras around our necks. Um, and we either had to elicit the actual communication that the, or, or conversation that we're having with the dog, or we would wait for it to happen. Either way, we spent, you know, a couple of years with cameras around our necks and video cameras and, and so on and so forth. Um, and anyway, um, this is this is how Dog on Safe came to be. That's great. Um, and, yeah, and it, 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 not a lot of people know this story. Right. Um, but that's that's how it came to be. And I guess one horrible, awful day, I had received some news that a little girl who lives in a neighboring community was mauled to death by a dog. Right. right. And I can still remember clearly that day. Um, it, 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 it was just devastating. And, and were we talking about uh, Courtney Tremp? Mm-hmm. Yes. yes, we are. Little angel Courtney Trump. Okay. And, and and it was that day. I was on the phone with Joan right away. And I just, I said to her, Joan, this is it. We've, we've got to do something. We, 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 we've got to go larger and we've got to hit harder. And that was the day that the whole process of incorporating and founding Dog on Face began. I see. Mm-hmm. And, and you, you mentioned a little while ago... Um, learning how to speak dog, and I think mm -hmm. this is something that our audience would definitely love to hear a little bit more about. For our audience, what, what are the indications that a dog might be anxious or afraid or frightened? Okay, that's, that's a really good question. And, and, you know, I have always maintained, sure as the sun rises and sets, that no animal, no animal will, will tolerate anything negative mm -hmm. without communicating how uncomfortable they are. That's a very good point. Well, I, I know a lot of people look at me like I have four heads when I say to them, there's no <laughs> such thing as an unprovoked dog bite right, or right. attack. No such thing. You know, every animal will communicate that it's uncomfortable. The problem is... Being human, we're, we're, we're not canine, we're a whole other species, we just don't know how dogs communicate. We don't understand, we don't speak the same language. Mm -hmm. So, as I said, dogs, you know, there's no such thing as unprovoked touch, so dog will communicate, it's uncomfortable. And some, some of those subtle communications that most people are unaware of, besides the, all the teeth and the growl or the bark, right. those are overt. Most of us know what that means, but by that time, it's too late. The subtle things, which are really cool, and we'll have to send you some pictures of this stuff yes. so that viewers can understand. Dogs, sometimes what a dog will do um, is take a big, deep sigh. Uh-huh. Yeah. Some people, yeah, they just say, oh, you know, dog's tired or whatever, but they don't realize that while this behavior is happening, it's that specific context that's eliciting the behavior from the dog. It's a big sigh. 
And another thing he might do is lick his chops. Yes. And he might yawn. Uh-huh. Now, this, this is cool because this is what we term in animal behavior as displacement behaviors. And what's really cool about displacement behaviors is defined as a normal behavior that's taken out of context. And it's only presented when a, an animal or a human being, we all do it, are under stress. Now, for human beings, what we might do when we're nervous is chew on our fingernails. A lot of people do that. Yes. You know what's weird about that? Okay, here's the normal behavior, chewing. Human beings chew because we need to chew up a food to easily digest it. The, now, the abnormal or out-of-context behavior is chewing on our fingernails. Well, that's chewing our own body parts. Right. Ew. <laughs> 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 when I, you see the look on people's faces when I, when I use that analogy, but this is true. Yeah. So, with a dog... Licking his chops is a normal behavior. Mm-hmm. You know, because when they, when they finish eating or drinking, every little morsel, every little drop of water is important in their world. So they lick it up. Mm-hmm. Now, take that behavior out of context. They're licking their lips, but there's, um, if the dog hasn't eaten or drank anything, then that's not a, a normal behavior. Right. Okay, so now it's out of context. So what the, what the dog is doing is displacing that behavior. Ah. It's, it's, it, yeah, it's so cool. Oh, <laughs> oh darn. This punctuation. <laughs> yeah, my, my husband is, is coming home. <laughs> my son's running around here trying to get them to be really quiet. <laughs> and the one dog here is absolutely just... In love with my husband, oh, so she squeaks when he comes home. <laughs> oh, here we go. <laughs> oh dear. Oh, all's well now. He's getting the big sniff on at the moment, and that's that's another thing. Talking about dog communication that dogs do, they're so quiet. They're yes. they're not really verbal. Right. Verbal in in they learn certain specific sounds will get our attention. Um, but they're more about body language. Yes. Using their nose, as these two here are doing. They're they're sniffing my husband, and what they're getting from that is, well, where have you been? Mm-hmm. Who'd you see? Was there another dog in your space? And 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 they're just saying, hey, hi, we're happy to see you. And all this is happening while they're there, they're quiet. It's kind of neat, wagging their tails. Of course, they're happy. But getting back to that displacement behaviors, these are the subtle behaviors that that dogs exhibit um, that most of us unfortunately miss. Yes. And dogs can exhibit that behavior for years and then finally just break. And that's where we get the news, you know, or it's observed by people that, that, well, the bike came out of nowhere. It was, it was completely unprovoked. Right. And, and maybe you can um, mm-hmm. uh, address something that happened recently, something that some of us have seen, a Denver news anchor getting bitten by a dog on camera. Um, yes. D- did you see that? And, and what, is, what is your feeling on how that happened? Uh, that was 
so unfortunate. Um, I really first just want to say, you know, I really, really, really feel terrible uh-huh. uh, for the news anchor. You know, she was t- taken by complete surprise, and unfortunately, the video went viral. Right, right. And just from a dog bite victim's standpoint, it's probably the worst thing that could ever happen. <laughs> yeah. it's, it's unfortunately a very personal thing between, you know, a dog bite victim and the dog and the event that took place. In watching that video, um, I, I, I didn't watch all of it because I couldn't bring myself to. Mm-hmm. <laughs> um, but it's just in the beginning part that I had seen, I, it was very clear to me that the dog was very stressed. Yes. He was very, very stressed. Um, heavy panting, um, like heavy, fast panting. Um, the way he was holding his ears, his headset, um, I, I could see, you know, I, that, that, yes, he was clearly, clearly stressed. He was moving his head away, did not want um, the reporter, who's strange to him, mm-hmm. you know, to be in his or on top of his face, if you will. Mm-hmm. And I think that was the big, the big clue right there for me. I, I was moved by the video, just just in the beginning part. I, I didn't see the rest of it. I didn't actually see the fight happen, mm-hmm. mainly because, again, I just couldn't bring myself to see that. Mm-hmm. Um, I've heard about it. Yeah. <laughs> but I, I, you know, and I think that just comes from my work with dog bite victims and my respect um, for those kinds of incidents. Uh, they're very traumatic, very emotional. If if the reporter had been educated, and I hate to say educated, very brilliant woman. She's a very brilliant woman. Right, but it's a specific type of education that a lot That's of us That's right. Like. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And, and maybe, just maybe, if only we were an arm's reach away from her um, with our education and doggone safe, I think all reporters, all media should visit our, our website and, and get a little bit of information about dogs. Right. Um, because lots of them end up in interviews. Even my own dog has been on a major national TV news here in Canada. And he was welcomed with open arms. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, you know, no one stopped to actually meet or greet him properly. And I guess people would just assume if you have him in a public place, and this is where our big problem lies, then the dog is okay. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, so, yeah, I, I, I definitely would encourage every media person to get out and get, get some information, even just to spend 10 minutes going over some of the, the, the free downloads, the dog on safe, the dog bite our language, our basic body language course, for example. Exactly, and that's what I, what's leading me to. Um, I'd love, we'd love to hear more about Dog on Safe's particular educational programs and webinars. Well, the neat thing for Dog on Safe, I, I guess, how Joan and I started out. We have this nonprofit organization, and it costs money to run these things. It certainly, it certainly <laughs> and, does. Oh, it does, and <laughs> and. Um, well, we we certainly been educated in that arena. Yeah. <laughs> and like, wow. <laughs> um, 
what Joan and I decided to do, and it, it's kind of a cool idea, we decided we'd have internal fundraising programs. Uh-huh. Yeah. I mean, I don't even know if that's a marketing term. We, we just call it internal fundraising. And, and what that is, basically, is we created programs specifically to be run by Dog on Safe and trainers all over the world and other people that, that some you need a, a really good solid background in dog behavior is and other programs like our wonderful Be a Tree program yes. um, was specifically designed for others to deliver. And it's kind of cool because we don't have to rely on outside sponsors. Mm-hmm. We, we generate a little bit of income from our own internal programs. And the Beast, Be a Tree program, wow, <laughs> that, that's huge. That's huge. Trainers have embraced that all over the world. That's wonderful. Um, policing, EMS, nursing. We have, and I'm so excited to tell you this, we have 70 emergency rooms in San Diego. Oh. Yes that have our Beatree program and implemented it into the ER. And these nurses, God bless them, the Nurses Association of San Diego um, took on this whole project, which is just, uh, I can't say enough about them. I'm, I'm just, uh, I have goosebumps. Uh-huh. <laughs> but the Beatree program is the biggest one. And basically, it starts out with simple dog body language, and we move to a little bit of advanced language, body language. Not, not, not a lot. We keep it simple. I think there's a lot to be said for keeping things simple. Yes. Uh, in, instead of complicating it. So the Beatrice program is very simple. Starts out with simple body language. Incorporates some of the displacement behaviors that I discussed with you earlier. And believe it or not, we deliver that program to children in junior kindergarten up to grade four. And they get it. They get the word displacement behaviors. I've had some kids say to me, ask me about a dog with uh, territory, territoriality. That that term has come up. I'm a grade <laughs> four student. Yeah. I'm like, oh, boy, where's the manual? Oh, <laughs> oh boy. It is smart. Um. We don't give it kids, I think, enough credit where credit's due, and, and they're brilliant. Especially when uh, I don't think we, we give them enough credit to recognize what's important at times. And uh, mm-hmm. I think this, this is something that hits home because they probably love animals, mm-hmm. and it's important for them to know how to treat them and how to be treated. Yes, absolutely. Kids are amazing, and you know what? They're our future. Yes. And I'm putting all my energy and all my money, everything, on kids. That's great. Because they're going to change the world. They're going to change how we bond with pets in our home. Um, they're going to change how we care for them and, and, and how we teach them. Yeah. They're going to change all of this for us. Yeah. All of this. So, I, you know, again, Joan and I, um, I, I, I really think we have the right market in children because they are the ones that will make a difference for Absolutely. all of us and for all our pets. Um, the other programs that we have, uh, well, we have our basic body language course, which I just previously mentioned. That is a hit. That is the greatest little course anyone could ever take. 
And, you know, like for a whole $30, (laughs) I mean, it's a great price. That money goes into Dog on Safe. And then the basic body language, we take that simple body language and we expand on it. Yes. Um, And that one is well received by trainers, advanced trainers, behaviorists, um, people that have to work with dogs, um, your ATOs, ACOs, um, uh, animal control officers, bylaw officers, we call them up here in Canada, policing. Uh, it, it's a whole huge net. Yeah. And you know what? We give people two weeks to do this course, which is like really simple. You could do it in an hour. And we give a certificate as well that can be used for resumes for those individuals um, that want to make a career in, in animal behavior. Right. And there are wonderful careers in that field. Mm-hmm. And um, I have a work outside worker program that um, I do as well. And basically that one is more of a professional program, but that one is dedicated um, to those individuals whose jobs um, have them interacting with people's dogs that's not part of their job, um, like your power individual. We call it hydro up here. You call it power electricity. Uh-huh. Um, TV repair people, uh, dishwasher repair people, post people, your, your U.S. Postal Service. That's, yes. Yes. Absolutely. Yes. <laughs> Yes, so that that program is dedicated to those individuals, and again, in that program, it's all about prevention and learning how to speak dog and look for clues, rather than um, learning how to fight the dog off, which is completely inappropriate. Exactly. And and it's wrong. It's not good science. It it, it takes weeks to condition a reflexive, um, defensive response whereby you don't have to think about what you're doing. Mm -hmm. And it's not fair um, to say to people, hey, I can do this in two hours. I can get you all ready to learn how to fight a dog off. It's just not right. Right. So, and and basically that's our whole thing in Dog on Safe is it's all about prevention. And it's a hard sell because in prevention... (laughs) We don't see the results. Right. They don't. Mm-hmm. Yeah, exactly. Unfortunately, we don't learn our. We learn the lessons from mistakes, and in this case, mm-hmm. it can be a painful or tragic mistake. Mm-hmm. Trial and error, yeah. learning. Absolutely. And yeah, so it, you can see where you know for Joan and I, Joan Orr, by the way, mm-hmm. who's my business partner as well as the co-founder of Dog on Safe right. and co-creator of the Dog on Crazy products. Um, it's been. It's been a real long, hard push for yes. us, um, mainly because, first, people don't know what dog bite prevention means, right. and second, they don't want to know dogs bite. No, exactly. We And we want to mm-hmm. believe, especially our own dogs will never bite. We want to believe that. Mm-hmm. Um, yes. So, yeah, so this month, in fact, May celebrates International Dog mm-hmm. Bite Prevention Challenge Month. That's a big deal. Can you tell us what that means and what events are related to it? Um, yes. Um, again, you know, I, I think, and now I'm not going to my own horn here because I really have a hard time with that. But I think <laughs> it's okay. That's why you're all here. All good ideas, all good ideas start as mistakes. Uh huh. You know, or, or or simple little inventions. Yes. That 
you know, indirectly lead to these great inventions that, that save people's lives or, or animals' lives or, or make people's lives easier. Um, and I think for Joan and I, everything that we've ever created and anything we've ever done has just started out as a little project um, that inadvertently led to all of these grand things that um, we've done with Dog on Safe and Crazy. Um, but the, 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 the Dog Bite Challenge just started out with simply I was on one of our, our Yahoo groups that's dedicated to our Beatrice teachers. We do a lot of support work with our, our teachers. And anyway, um, I, I had mentioned, hey, you know, it would be really cool if during Dog Bite Prevention Week, which, by the way, produced to our U.S. friends, and, and this is an interesting little fact for you. Um, we don't have a dog bite prevention week in Canada. Oh. It's very embarrassing. Um, but the States does, and we love this. So what we're doing is adopting the U.S. dog bite prevention week. And we thought, well, I thought, hey, guys, wouldn't it be neat if we could do something really neat, like see how many kids we could educate during the week? Right. And wow, everybody got on board. It's like, hey, this is a great idea. And so the idea grew and grew <laughs> to, to, to the point where it's at now. And, and basically, um, we've, we've got a landing page and a site where, you know, the numbers can come in live from our presenters, and then we put it up on a meter, which is like a little dog bone. It's really cool. <laughs> and we have a map which clearly illustrates each country that's involved um, in this educational process with the Beatrice Teacher Kit. Um, last year, we educated 16,000 children on the, 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 during that week, Dog Bite Prevention Week. That is a lot of education. <laughs> that's a lot of kids. Yeah. That's a lot of kids. Um, our goal uh, was 50,000. And again, this year, our goal is 50000 But what we've done with our dog bite prevention challenge for a week, we've extended it to the whole month of May. That's great. The whole month of May. Um, and that's because so many of our presenters out there worldwide have so many things going on. And, and a lot of, you know, and, and bless our presenters, because a lot of them work all day long, too. Yeah. Just like you. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> Doing wonderful things every day um, for the industry. So, you know, a lot of their um, their presentations have to be sort of worked around their work hours. Yes. And it, it can all be done in one week. So we've decided we're going the whole month of May. That's great. And that's really cool. That is terrific. It is. There's so much going on. Holy smokes. You have to go to the website. And, and, and your listeners, go to our website. It's so cool. It's so neat. Um, I, I hope it inspires and excites people um, to want to get involved, to get on board, you know, with our initiative. You know, dog bite prevention to me means so many things. Yes. It, it means everything that we're doing in Dog on Faith. One of the wonderful byproducts of dog on safe is the, the, the sheer fact that um, 
we're we're not a rescue per se for dogs. Right. We we don't do what shelters do and rescues. Oh, that just breaks breaks me out. It, it breaks my heart. <laughs> yeah. I have a hard time when I'm in shelters. Oh, uh, me too. Absolutely. Well, what we do is we're at the preventive answer, sort of a polar opposite. Mm-hmm. One of the wonderful things that we're trying to do is to keep dogs in the forever homes with their forever oh, families. That's so true. It's a that's extremely mm-hmm. relative and pertinent point. It is. I mean, we love them, don't we? Uh, absolutely. We, absolutely. we do. Yeah, absolutely. Now, and that's why you, and that's why I, and, and that's why many other people in the industry, that's why we do what we do. Yes. Now, uh, you've met a lot of pet owners, I'm sure. Oh, if yeah. you could give pet owners one piece of advice, or a choice piece, doesn't have to be one piece, but a choice piece of advice, what would that be? Choice? Mm-hmm. Woohoo! I got one for you. <laughs> okay, I, I coined a phrase, uh-huh. and it goes like this: You can't prepare the world for your dog. Ah. However, you can prepare your dog for the world. That is and beautiful. You like that? I love that. <laughs> I, I, it just came to me. It just came to me one day. Uh, I think while I was doing one of our bite prevention seminars, mm-hmm. and, but but it's so true. When you look in, at your dog who who has their head on your lap, and yeah. you feel the warmth, you know, of of their inner peace. You, you you can see into their eyes and their soul, and the love that our animal partner has for us. I can't help but think, you know. Being a mom, I have children, and I love, I love my son so much. Mm-hmm. And I couldn't imagine throwing him out into the wide world and saying to him, "Okay, you're on your own." Right, exactly. And and that's our dogs. Our yeah. dogs come from a whole different culture. They are not the same species we are. And as much as we love them, we take them out of their culture. And it's like if you have a religion and a culture that you've been brought up in. Can you imagine if you were taken away from that, mm-hmm. taken to a whole other place, strange, and then plunked down, can't communicate, can't speak the same language, everything you've ever known is, is gone. Yes. And Exactly. So this is how it is for our dogs, and one of the most beautiful things that we can do for that when it comes to the human and animal bond which is so amazing, by the way, and that's probably a whole other interview. <laughs> it, it, it just simply is preparing them for our culture and our world. And it, Absolutely. You can't prepare the world for your dog. We cannot go out and touch every person singly and, and, and educate them about yeah. dog behavior. You're right. You're right. But, but we can prepare our dog for all the kind of behavior from people that they may mm-hmm. experience. And I think my one piece of advice that would actually probably, um, I, we, we don't have enough studies um, to say that this is law, or, um, but I can say safely, and I think many of my colleagues would agree, if we could condition them um, to enjoy the attention that strangers and human beings give them. Very good, yes. We could actually prevent 
or reduce that 70.1% of dog bites that occur. That's great. Globally. 70, that, that, that's a huge number. Mm-hmm. If you look at that out of 170. That's wow. huge. You know, and that can be simply done just by feeding your dog treats while you start petting them. And then your pets become harder, and then you get into tail tugs and ear touches and touching their mouth and lifting their lips up and touching their feet and and so on and so forth. Um, I always say, you know, I, I, I think if pet people were to go out and enroll in doggy classes, yes. that's a great thing to do with a positive trainer yes. to help them learn how to condition their dogs for the world. Because basically... That's what it is. It's one simple, one simple exercise. Mm-hmm. Everything anybody could ever do for their dogs, that would be it. That would be it. And we'd have such grateful dogs for that. So true. Mm-hmm. And yeah. If, now, I, I, I think we, we heard a little uh, action before. You have pets of your own, right? Oh, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Who do you have there in your household? What do you have? I have two beautiful German Shepherd dogs. Oh, love German Shepherds. And one is a German show line, so he's quite pretty. Mm-hmm. And the other is a German working line. Oh, wonderful! So I, yeah, I have both kinds, and, and they're just. Oh, I love, I love, I love, I love my dog. I know. I we, we certainly do. I, I just couldn't. I don't think I could go through life without a dog in our home. Me neither. Um, I, I just, I, I don't think we could do it. And I have three wonderful house bunny rabbits. Oh! I know. I know. It's it's quite cute. It's quite cute. It took the dogs a bit to get used to them. Are they? Are they them do to, they run free? Are they? Yes. They 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 they. Well, they have rooms okay. of their own, um, but they do come downstairs and watch TV with us. So we'll have both dogs and the bunnies. <laughs> and and I know it's just the cutest thing. The bunnies become part of the pack, if you will. Absolutely. Which I could, I think you could appreciate that. Yes. But they're litter trained and do all kinds of tricks, just like the dogs, agility, wow. PRQ, everything. Yeah. So when I get my clicker out to work with the dogs, I've got three excited bunnies and <laughs> vice versa. It, it, it's just, oh, <laughs> it's a howl here. I'm telling you, it's, it's, a, it's a circus. <laughs> <laughs> Great. And I have um, one, one last question for you because you've met, you've, you've encountered so many other wonderful people and organizations yourself. Uh, have you and Joan or have you and Doggone Safe encountered other websites or links or books or even movies that you'd recommend to our audience out there? I have a long list. Great. Of beautiful people. Mm-hmm. Wonderful, awesome, brilliant people um, that have contributed to the industry, including yourself now. You're on my list. Oh, thank <laughs> you. people, yay! Thank you, yes. Cool. <laughs> um, what I could do, uh, I'll name a few. Um, well, there's Doggone Crazy, of course. Okay. And, and then there's my own website. Mm-hmm. But going past that, Dr. Stanley Korn, um, you may know of him. He is, uh, he, he's dual degreed. He actually is a psychologist. Okay. Uh, doctor of psychology, and he teaches um, in the University of British Columbia okay. up here in Canada. And he he is also a, a, an animal behaviorist. 
and he's amazing. His books, oh my gosh, they're awesome. Oh, great. And what I'll do is send you a link. Oh, that would be wonderful. For Stan. I, call, I like to call him Stan the Man. He's amazing. And, <laughs> and, and he has helped with our board game, with all of our information that's on our website. Um, it's not just Joan and I. Look, it's, it's a huge group right. of people. Kaba, um, the Professional Animal Behavior Associates. They're the gentle leader guys. You know, the head halter for dogs? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Well, yes. Very, very helpful. They've got great tips on their website. They have an awesome tool that, that's gentle and, and um, a great tool um, great. for conditioning and handling your dog. Um, dogs and Storks program with Jennifer Schrock. There's a woman you need to interview. Okay. Absolutely, I I I can't say enough about Jennifer. She saw and she's uh, one of our. Um, she is our regional director for education in the U.S. as well, mm-hmm. um, and her website's uh, www.dogsandstorks.com. And what Jennifer does, she lives and breathes um, dog safety for expectant parents. Parents, right, right. Whoa, she is That's so important. amazing. So, um, and that, that's just to name a few. Um, I could go on and on. Great. Well, we'll list them if you want to send me. We'll definitely a- have a list on the on our website. Ooh, goody. <laughs> that's great. You know, these, these people are very near and dear to my heart. And, and everybody's contributed so much um, to Dog on Safe. And, and it's just taken on a life of its own, and it's growing every day. And even right now as we speak, it's mm-hmm. growing. Um, I, I'm thrilled and honored to have this opportunity to speak to you about, about doggone safe. I, I've been over your website and I love your interviews. Um, I went through all of them, by the way, (laughs) (laughs) you know, you're really good at what you do. Thank you. Um, and you're making such a huge difference in the industry and for people and their pets. We hope so, and we hope we we hope we encourage you know like you encourage others to do the same. You know we can all make sure that animals and people coexist you know wonderfully and in, in a nurturing fashion. Oh yeah, absolutely. And, and you know what? Because we love our dogs. We do, and they love we us. Do. They love yeah. us. Yeah. Yes. They do. They right. do. They do. Well, thank you so much, Teresa. Again, doggonsafe.com. Everybody go to doggonsafe.com. And remember, they have offices in the U.S. and Canada, but they they function worldwide. And and find out more about um, International Dog Bite Prevention Challenge Month. That's this month. That's May. This is a very special time. Um, And please, do what you can to support this cause and also further this information because this saves relationships and saves lives. Absolutely. All right. Thank you so much, Teresa. We, and we hope you have a great rest of the day. Oh, thank you. It was great speaking with you. Likewise. Okay. Take care. Okay. Bye-bye. Thanks for listening, Pack People. Let us know at www.packpeople.com if you'd like to sponsor our work and make another great interview possible. Please get involved in Pack People's efforts. Our Craigslist petition needs your signature. Just go to www.packpeople.com and click the petition button to make a positive change in the lives of animals.